calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right, you can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. conductor of the story train. I'm the one that wears a green baseball cap with a little white birdie on the front and my favorite overalls. All aboard the story train. Find a comfy seat. We're about to leave the station and you know what that means. We're going someplace new. One whistle. We're on our way. I wonder where Story Train will lead us this time. We're entering the Rainbow Tunnel. Hold on, everyone. It's off to far, far away. This is so exciting. Just on the other side of the short Rainbow Tunnel lies our destination. That was quick. We're already at the end of the tunnel. Oh, I know this place. It's a very small, very rundown shack in the middle of a vast forest. What poor family lives here in this forgotten, impoverished dwelling? Let's find out together, shall we? Today's story is called Hansel and Gretel. In a great forest, there lived a very poor woodcutter with his wife and his two children. The boy was called Hansel, and the girl was called Gretel. The woodcutter barely had any work, and so the family had to make do, sometimes sharing a single piece of bread between the four of them. After many months of this, they were all malnourished, and it was clear that his job could not support all of their survival. Now, when the woodcutter laid in his bed at night, he tossed and turned with anxiety, groaning to his wife, What is to become of us? How are we to feed my poor children, Hansel and Gretel, when we no longer have anything even for ourselves? I'll tell you what, husband, answered the woman. We are sadly out of options. Early tomorrow morning, we must take the children out into the forest to where it is the thickest. 
There we will light a fire for them and give each of them one more piece of bread, and then we will go to our work and leave them alone. They will not find the way home again, and we shall be rid of them. No, wife, said the man, I will not do that. How can I bear to leave my children alone in the forest? The wild animals would soon come and tear them to pieces. Oh, you fool, she said. Hansel and Gretel are very clever indeed, and we have no other choice. We will all die of hunger if we don't split up now. The woodcutter wept. Oh, but I feel very sorry for my poor children, said the man. I will miss them so. This is their best and only chance, his wife assured him. Meanwhile, Hansel and Gretel had also not been able to sleep due to their hungry stomachs growling, and they had heard what their stepmother had said to their father. Gretel wept bitter tears and said to Hansel, Oh, now all is over for us. Hush, Gretel, said Hansel. Do not worry yourself. I will find a way to help us. We are a good team and cleverer than our father and stepmother. We will survive, my dear sister. And when their father and stepmother had fallen asleep, Hansel got up, put on his little coat, opened the door below, and crept outside. The moon shone brightly, and the white pebbles which lay in front of the house glittered like real silver pennies. Hansel stooped and stuffed the little pocket of his coat with as many white pebbles as he could pack in. Then he went back and said to Gretel, Be comforted, my dear little sister, and sleep in peace. And he lay down again in his bed. Early the next morning, their stepmother came and woke Hansel and Gretel, saying, Wakey, wakey, we are going into the forest to fetch wood. She gave each of her stepchildren a little piece of bread and said, There is something for your dinner, but do not eat it up before then, as you need to make this last. Gretel carried the bread under her apron, as Hansel had pebbles taking up all the space in his pocket. Then they all set out together deep into the depths of the forest. When they had walked a little ways, Hansel stood still and peeped back at the house, and he did so again and again and again. His father said, Hansel, what are you looking at there? Ah, father, said Hansel, I am looking at my little white cat, which is sitting up on the roof and wants to say goodbye to me. Hansel, however, had not been looking back at the cat, but had been constantly throwing one of the white pebble stones out of his pocket onto the path. When they had reached the middle of the forest, the father said, Now, children, Pile up some wood, and I will light a fire so that you are not cold. Hansel and Gretel gathered brushwood together as high as a little hill. The brushwood was lit, and when the flames were burning very high, their stepmother said, Now, children, lay yourselves down by the fire and rest. Your father and I will go into the forest and cut some wood, and when we've done, we will come back and fetch you. Hansel and Gretel sat by the fire and each ate a little piece of bread. And as they heard the strokes of the wood axe, they hoped that their father was near and had not gone along with their stepmother's cruel plan. But it was not their father's axe they heard. Instead, it was a branch, which he had fastened to a withered tree which the wind was blowing backwards and forwards. And as they had been sitting such a very long time waiting, their eyes closed with fatigue and they fell fast asleep. 
When at last they woke up, it was nighttime, and the forest was very dark. Gretel began to cry and said, How are we to get out of the forest now? But Hansel comforted her and said, Just wait a little until the moon has risen, and then we will soon find the way. And when the full moon had risen, Hansel took his little sister by the hand and followed the pebbles, which shone like newly coined silver pieces, and showed them the way. They walked the whole night long, and by break of day came once more to their father's house. They knocked at the door, and when their stepmother opened it and saw that it was Hansel and Gretel, she pretended to be relieved. Oh, you naughty children! Why have you slept so long in the forest? We were terribly worried and thought you were never coming back at all. Their father, however, rejoiced, for it had cut him to the heart to leave Hansel and Gretel behind alone. Not long after this, the family situation became even more dire, and the children heard their stepmother saying at night to their father, Everything is eaten again. We have one half loaf of bread left, and that is the end. The children must go. We will take them farther into the wood so that they will not find their way out again. There is no other means of saving ourselves. The father's heart was heavy, and he thought, Oh, it would be better for you to share the last mouthful with our children. His wife, however, would listen to nothing that he had to say, and so the plan was made. Hansel and Gretel, however, were still awake again and had heard the conversation. When their father and stepmother were asleep, Hansel again got up and he tried to go out and pick pebbles as he'd done before. But their stepmother had locked the door and Hansel could not get out. Nevertheless, he comforted his little sister and said, Do not cry, Gretel. All will be well. Early the next morning, Hansel and Gretel's stepmother woke them up. Their piece of bread was given to them, but it was smaller than the time before. On the way into the forest, Hansel crumbled his in his pocket and often stood still and threw a morsel on the ground. Hansel, why do you stop and look around? asked their father. I am looking back at my little pigeon, which is sitting on the roof and wants to say goodbye to me, answered Hansel. Ridiculous! said their stepmother. That is not your little pigeon. That is the morning sun that is shining on the chimney. Hansel, however, little by little, threw all the breadcrumbs onto the path. The children were led deep into the forest, where they'd never in their lives been before. Then a great fire was again made by their father, and their stepmother said, Just sit there, you children, and when you are tired, you may sleep a little. We are going into the forest to cut wood, and in the evening when we are done, we will come and fetch you. So Gretel shared her piece of bread with Hansel, who had scattered his to make a path back to the house. Then they fell asleep. They did not wake up until night, and the forest was ever so dark. Hansel again comforted his little sister and said, Just wait, Gretel until the moon rises, and then we shall see the crumbs of bread which I have left behind, and they will show us our way home again. When the moon came, they set out, but they found no crumbs, for the many thousands of birds which fly about in the woods and fields had picked them all up. Hansel said to Gretel, We shall soon find the way, but they did not find it. 
They walked the whole night, and all the next day, too, from morning until evening. But they did not get out of the forest, and they were very hungry, for they'd had nothing to eat but two or three berries which grew on the ground. And as they were so weary that their legs would carry them no longer, they laid down beneath a tree and fell asleep. When they awoke, it had been three mornings since they'd left their father's house. Hansel and Gretel began to walk again, but they always seemed to go deeper into the forest, and they knew if help did not come soon, they would perish from hunger and weariness. When it was midday, Hansel and Gretel saw a beautiful snow-white bird sitting on a bough, which sang so delightfully that they stood still and listened to it. The bird felt like a sign, and so when its song was over, it spread its wings and flew away before them, and they followed it. Soon they reached a little house, and the lovely snow-white bird perched neatly on the roof. When Hansel and Gretel approached the little house, they saw that it was built of bread and covered with cakes, and that the windows were made of clear sugar. Oh, we will set to work on that, exclaimed Hansel, and have a good meal. I will eat a little bit of the roof, and you, Gretel, can eat some of the window. Oh, it will taste sweet. Hansel reached up above and broke off a little bit of the roof to try how it tasted, and Gretel leant against the window and nibbled at the panes. Then a soft voice cried from the parlor, Nibble, nibble, gnaw, who is nibbling at my little house? The children answered, The wind, the wind, nothing but the wind, and went on eating without disturbing themselves. Hansel, who liked the taste of the roof, tore down a great piece of it, and Gretel pushed out an entire round window pane, sat down, and gobbled it up. Suddenly the door opened, and a woman as old as the hills, who supported herself on crutches, came creeping out. Hansel and Gretel were so terribly frightened that they dropped the sweets they had in their hands at once. The old woman, however, nodded her head and said, Oh, you dear children, who has brought you here? Do come in and stay with me. No harm shall happen to you. She took them both by the hand and led them into her little house. Then good food was set before them. Milk and pancakes with sugar, apples, and nuts. Afterwards, two pretty little beds were covered with clean white linen, and Hansel and Gretel lay down in them and thought they were in heaven. But in life, not everything is as it seems. The old woman had only pretended to be so kind. She was in reality a wicked witch who lay in wait for children and had only built the little house of bread in order to entice them there. When a child fell into her power, she cooked the girl or boy for her supper. Witches have red eyes and cannot see far but they have a keen scent like the beasts and are aware when human beings draw near. When Hansel and Gretel wandered into her neighborhood, she had cackled with malice to herself and said mockingly, I have them, they shall not escape me again. Early in the morning before the children were awake, she was already up, and when the witch saw both of them sleeping and looking so pretty, with their plump and rosy cheeks, she muttered to herself, that will be a dainty mouthful. Then she seized Hansel with her shriveled hand, carried him up into a little stable, and locked him in behind a grated door. Then the witch went to Gretel, shook her awake, and cried, get up, lazy thing, fetch 
some water and cook something good for your brother. He is in the stable outside and I need to make him fat. When he is fat, I will eat him. Gretel began to weep bitterly, but it was all in vain, for she was forced to do what the Wicked Witch commanded. Now all the best food was cooked for poor Hansel, but Gretel had nothing but crab shells to munch on. Every morning the woman crept to the little stable and cried, Hansel, stretch out your finger so I can feel if you will soon be fat. Hansel, however, being very clever, stretched out a little stick to her, and the old witch woman, who had dim eyes, could not see it, and thought it was Hansel's finger, and was astonished that he was not gaining weight. When four weeks had gone by and Hansel still remained thin, she was seized with impatience and would not wait any longer. Now then, Gretel, she screeched, fetch some water. I don't care if Hansel is fat or lean. Tomorrow I will cook him. Oh, how Gretel wept, but the witch had no mercy. Just keep your noise to yourself, said the old woman. It won't help you at all. Early the next morning, Gretel was forced to go out and hang up the cauldron with the water and light the fire. Then the old witch woman said, We will bake first. I've already heated the oven and kneaded the dough. She pushed poor Gretel out towards the oven, from which flames of fire were already darting. Creep in, child, said the witch, and see if it is properly heated so that we can put the bread in. Of course, once Gretel was inside, the witch intended to shut the oven and let her bake in it, and then she would eat her too. But Gretel was very clever and saw what the horrible witch had in mind, and so she said, Oh, I do not know how to do it. How do I get in? Silly child, said the old witch woman. The door is big enough. Look, even I can get in myself. And the witch crept up and thrust her head into the oven to demonstrate how to do it. Then Gretel gave the witch a push that drove her far into the oven and shut the iron door and fastened the bolt. And that was very much the end of that horrible, wicked witch. Gretel then ran like lightning to Hansel, opened his little stable and cried, Hansel, we are saved. The old witch is dead. The siblings rejoiced and embraced each other. And as they no longer had any need to fear the witch, they went back into her house, and in every corner there stood chests full of pearls and jewels. Oh, these are far better than pebbles, exclaimed Hansel, and thrust as many of the riches as he could fit into his pockets. And Gretel said, I too will take something home with me, and filled her apron with jewels. But now we must be off, said Hansel, and get out of the witch's forest. When they had walked for two hours, they came to a great stretch of water. <sighs> we cannot cross, said Hansel. I see no foot plank and no bridge. And there is also no ferry, answered Gretel. But a white duck is swimming there. If I ask her, she will help us over. So Gretel sang. Little duck, little duck, can you see? Hansel and Gretel are waiting for thee. There's never a plank or bridge in sight. Take us across on your back so white. The duck came to them, and Hansel seated himself on its back and told his sister to sit by him. No, replied Gretel. That will be too heavy for the little duck. She will take us across one after the other. 
the good little duck did so, and when they were safely across and had walked for a short time, the forest seemed to be more and more familiar to them, and at last they came to their father's house. Then they began to run, rushed into the house, and threw themselves around their father's neck. The man had not known one happy hour since he had left his children in the forest and had kicked their stepmother out in his grief. Gretel emptied her apron until precious stones sparkled all over the room, and Hansel threw one handful of jewels after another out of his pocket. Then all anxiety was at an end for the little family, and they lived together in perfect happiness. It's time for us to head back to Pflugerville. Here comes the Rainbow Tunnel. Come back and see me again. You never know where the story train will take us. And if you like stories, search for Go Kid Go wherever you listen and you'll find lots of great adventures. See you next time! Go Kid Go! Do you like to laugh? Ah, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So, okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you. And the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts. Podcasts.